Check, check, Move check, over a little check, bit check. More centrally. There we go. How, how does that appear? Does that feels that, good. I can't even see it. <laughs> the, 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 does that look okay? Yeah, it's I fine. Think you can just have two of these <laughs> microphones together. <laughs> that works. Check, uh, check. You, You've been gone you, for two weeks. You, you missed me yeah. while I was gone. I have. And I now have. I'm back in my chair. I hear the two guys that tried to fill my chair did okay, though. They did. They just got they got booted, though. They just didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut. They did they a good job, muted. but... They get muted. They got muted. <laughs> no one really quite says good morning Vietnam like you. So I Good morning that. Vietnam. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. Uh, well, it, that that's one of those things for those watching if you remember that uh, uh, point in a movie many many years ago uh, Alex over here thought that was Bob Hope who actually did that and if you know who it was who actually uh, is noted in saying that and was famous for saying that you should text him or email him let him know who it was who did that I've actually said that good morning Bethel's Rock a few times and that comes to mind so yeah, um, we should start bringing that back we, um, we should bring it back <laughs> so we're back yep we are back and uh last couple weeks we talked about for those of you watching uh, with pastor taylor we talked about uh taking offense and uh you know if you're a christian you have the choice to be offended and so we really dived into that and how jesus was treated uh someone who came down from royalty had every every opportunity to lash out and would have been justified by it, but didn't. Uh, then we talked about the following week, we talked about finances. Very fun topic to talk about. Uh, Pastor Zach did a great job uh, really laying that out. And it was more centered around really stewardship. Uh, the issue of money is tied to stewardship and, and God wants our heart. And a lot of times uh, the way we steward our money, we be, it becomes the like everything that we're trying to pursue because it's safety and security for us. So we talked about that last week and this week we're going to make a great switch. You know, I think when we discuss what we're going to talk about this week, it really revolves around uh, where we're going at Bethel's Rock over the next mm -hmm. few weeks, five yeah. weeks on um, studying creation mm -hmm. and how did everything, what are the, what is the origin of life? You know, where did yeah. all of it come from? You know, with the new uh, uh, web telescope and what it's showing, um, there's a lot of discussion about um, life and where did it come from? And, and you know, for, for many people, uh, not the majority of people, and I think this is something that's um, misinformed, uh, where people are misinformed, where we're being told that most people are now atheists and don't believe in the existence of God. That would not be true. Mm -hmm. A majority of people have a hard time crossing over to the fact that there is no God, but there are certainly people who have taken the position that uh, they don't believe there is a God, and therefore when they look into how uh, life began and the earth began, they look at it and completely ignore the possibility of God's existence or involvement in creation. And that has been influenced by a smaller group of people called the atheists, hmm. 
who believes there's no God. And really, uh, this kind of all came out of the, the comment where you were online, and, or at least on a social media, and somebody says, why do you bring your religion into it? Mm-hmm. And the reality is um, everybody has a worldview, and that's what religion is. It's a worldview. It's how you view the world. And whether you believe there's a God will affect how you view the world. If you don't believe there's a God, it's going to affect how you view the world. It's going to affect how you see everything. It's the lens you work, you look through, you study through, you evaluate life through. And so um, that's how we got to this topic. Yeah. Episode 22. We're talking about atheism. Yeah. And the tenets. Mm-hmm. of atheism what so when you say tenants for the for the viewer what is that what does that mean when you say tenants of atheism well there if you believe there is no god there are certain beliefs that you have to uh hold to and uh and 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 stand on to, in order to say that you believe there is no god hmm. Okay. So, like, there are tenets of the faith in Christianity. There are even tenets of the faith of certain um, fellowships or denominations. Uh, atheists have tenets of their faith that really have been popular pop, popularized mm-hmm. uh, by people like um, uh, Hawking's and. Um, other famous atheists of our day that have written a number of books, The God Delusion, and, mm-hmm. and a number, they've created a, a series of tenets of beliefs that, um, that atheists would hold to today. Yeah. So, um, how are you wanting to do this today? You're, well, you're back at I it. Think- how do you want to? So, when they're watching this, uh, our goal, we always have a goal like coming into it, and then there's a lot of banter and stuff, but the goal of this, um, what are we what are we trying to get well, across when th- we're talking about this today? I, I think I think what we want to do is just uh, really hopefully if you're an atheist one um, we welcome you to this yeah. podcast and we hope you're you're listening and you hang in there with us. Um, our goal is to really identify the beliefs you must hold to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's interesting is uh, a lot of times when you have a debate with an atheist, the first thing they will do is they will attack what you believe, but they don't defend what they believe. Interesting. Yeah. It's so true. they're constantly attacking your beliefs in God, mm-hmm. but they never present their yeah. tenets of faith. And and I think what I want to do is turn that upside down and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what you believe as an atheist. So you may think what we believe is 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 supernatural or crazy or not natural and i would say yeah you know creation <laughs> kind of is point. a miracle yeah. uh, but if god is supernatural if god is the beginning um, then you can expect that there are going to be things that are going to be hard to explain um, from science it's interesting because um, the mistake many people make and john lennox who is an, a very popular uh, creationist and uh, would say this. He'd say there is this belief that science explains things, when in reality, science does not explain where what energy is. Science cannot explain things. It can describe it, and it can describe how it works, but it can't explain what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you study any any level of science, like gravity, for instance, 
they can explain or they can describe how gravity works, but they can't explain where it comes from or mm-hmm. or its existence or what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, the the problem is too many people uh, they don't want to th- that call themselves atheists. They don't want to believe there's a god. Yeah, and they assume that because they're smart people who take the position there is no God, that they got it figured out. And the reality is, this is what they have figured out. So the tenets we're going to give you are not tenets a Christian came up with about atheism. These are tenets of the atheist that atheists presented. And the first one is, and what is an atheist? Uh, And we can kind of talk about this. They believe there is no God or gods Mm -hmm. that... Um, that there is nothing beyond the material world. So you'll you'll hear them labeled materialist or naturalist um, or theist. It's really between the two, naturalist, uh, materialist, or a theist. A theist believes the existence of a higher power and intelligent designer. A materialist believes that we're just part of of creation that we're nothing more than a dog mm-hmm. that um in fact we're not anything different than any other animal on the planet and from the time you were raised you were taught in school that you were a mammal mm-hmm. from the very young age we've been told that we are part of the animal kingdom and we're just an animal and so it's a very common belief that that's all we are even among many christians that we're just an animal in the animal kingdom. Yeah, the when you're listening to this too, um, I think a lot of people, I, I think there are people that are honestly thinking there isn't a God and it's not because they don't want it to believe, but subconsciously, uh, if you would really look at what you're looking for, are you looking for an answer? Are you looking for a problem and trying to overcomplicate something so simple? Because a lot of times, and we see this uh, just in everyday life, if you, we oftentimes overcomplicate things that we are dragging our feet to do. Mm -hmm. Because if it's overcomplicated in our head, it it really eases our conscience from feeling guilty that we aren't taking steps toward that. I heard a a guy talk about... um, you know, his there's this guy named Cliff Canettle. Uh, he's got this show called Ask Cliff, and he goes and debates college students. And he always shares uh, this story about his brother at Princeton University, and he would stay up all night with his. There's a story of him staying up all night and talking to his his roommates uh, about God and mm-hmm. is he real or not. And they're going with every theological argument back and forth and he's answering them the best he can and then finally he just stops around like 1 a.m and says you know we can keep going all night i will answer i will try to answer every question if that's the reason uh that's that's keeping you from coming to christ uh but are you on like if if are you honestly uh, wanting to believe he's real, and even if his if he was real, will you submit to him? Because uh, oftentimes it came it came down to really that it wasn't about God being real or not was their goal. They just wanted to continue to justify their sin, and I think that's a question that we have to ask ourselves, not out of like you know 
I think it, I think it's subconsciously we've believed these things. And then when we actually ask ourselves, it's like an aha moment, like, oh, that's a gut check. Like that's more comfortable to believe there's no God, or I'm actually trying to pursue something when I've already had my mind made up about this because it justifies my actions. Which is interesting because a number of the atheist leaders or writers, authors, or speakers would tell you that um, it, it really is Christians who use God as a crutch. Yeah. When in reality, it's not believing there is a God is in many ways using Same the, way. that as a crutch. Um, the, the reality, so along with, I think there are people out there who are uh, very intelligent, they're deep thinkers, and they want to know there is a God based on science, based on what can be proven, mm-hmm. number one. And, um, and then there are people who just don't want there to be a God yeah. at all and then there are people who think it's been proven there is no god that yeah. it's a delusion and they they want to be they may not be a deep thinker but they want to side on the people they think are deep thinkers yeah. so there are many different types of people who fall within those parameters certainly there are people who study this whole thing and they end up finding out believing there is a god and yeah. and, and you will find many people in online that have come from that perspective where they were unbelievers and after studying it became believers and and to say so just this idea um in romans 1 in the bible and i know many people wow you're already bringing in the bible with the reality romans 1 says that creation proves there's a creator Mm -hmm. you can't have creation without a creator much like you can't have a car without a manufacturer and you can't have a building without a builder and you can't have a child without parents and you can't it comes from somewhere. Yeah. Atheists would say there is no God. There mm-hmm. is no intelligent designer that, in fact, they're trying to come up with physics. They're trying to use physics to figure out a way to come up with how something can come from nothing. Mm-hmm. And and literally this is going on. And, and what the trick is, is they often attack when they can't explain why they believe what they believe. They often that they then personally attack the people and you can watch i've watched 100 debates where they personally attack them when when they can't uh answer questions uh that are very simple questions that are asked but mm-hmm. th- here's the thing for a person to say there is no god means they're making the statement that they know all things yeah that they know everything now it is believed that of uh, out of all knowledge in the entire world, man is only aware, and the most intelligent man on the planet is only aware of 1% of all knowledge, okay? Of everything that could be known, language, history, health, doctoring, nutrition, food, farming, out of all knowledge, the smartest person knows up to about 1% of knowledge okay if that's the case let's just say they know three percent let's just be generous and say that the smartest person knows three percent to say that there is no god suggests that you have all knowledge and you have found there is no god and because you can't look at that logically and believe that most people then take the position of the agnostic. Yeah. 
that would say, that's why I say an atheist, it's really hard to exist as an atheist. But an agnostic would say they don't believe there's a God. For what they know, which is still 3% at the most, uh, they don't believe there's a God. So my question to you would be, is it possible, if you're an atheist or an agnostic, is it possible in the 97 to 99% of all knowledge that you don't know that there might be a God in that 97% of knowledge that you have yet to discover. Well, even this, like, I, I think it's really interesting because it's funny how the table is flipped uh, when we talk about Christians being narrow-minded. I believe that I, like, there's got to be something beyond myself. Uh, and and God, the Bible actually would attest to that, that there's eternity been set in the hearts of man. Uh, there's, it would be so narcissistic for me to think, and this is how people actually think with my 23 years on this earth. And then comparison to the billions and billions and billions of, of years that, you know, atheists believe that this earth has been formed my 23 years and my limited experience, I can, uh, map out the beginning and existence of this planet. You know, our oceans, you want to know how much uh, of our oceans we've actually discovered? What percentage? Five percent. That's a lot. You know how much? (laughs) You know how much our our oceans cover our Earth? Seventy percent. So we've only discovered, like, including that, only five percent of that, which is ridiculous. We can't even. We haven't even been done discovering our own planet, let alone moving on to the existence of where the heck we came from. Science, like you said, I think. Uh, the atheist would look at me and say that I am almost simplistic in my thinking uh, and I'm, you know, uh, simp- like just simple minded. And it's easier for me to explain the tragedies on earth, uh, world disasters uh, that happen and equating them to an angry God or a benevolent God because I please him. He gives me things that the reason I follow a God because I'm trying to make sense of the world like the ancient Greeks that's not why we believe in God. We believe in God, I do, and where you can start at is the belief in Jesus Christ, uh, the values he promoted, the life that he lived, and did he claim, uh, what he claimed to be, was he really that, which was the son of God and dying and rising from the grave. That's well, and, and Jesus, I mean, his own words were, when you look at me, you represent, you see God. Yeah. So, you know, most people say, well, Jesus came to forgive you of your sins. Really, that's true, mm-hmm. but it's not complete. Yeah. Jesus came to be in flesh the creator of the universe. Yeah. He said, now you've seen me, will you believe? Exactly. Because most of us say, well, I haven't seen God, so why would you believe in someone you haven't seen? Well, someone <laughs> saw them. There were witnesses that saw Jesus. Quite a few of them mm-hmm. actually saw him. He claimed to be God. Now... Whether you believe that or not, that's your cho- your choice. Yeah. He, he died. He was resurrected. People witnessed his death. People mm-hmm. witnessed his burial. And people witnessed his resurrection. If you can predict that and then do it, I'm going to believe you. Exactly. But he predicted and then fulfilled it and identified the reality of the next one. The next tenet of faith is, so the first tenet is there is no God. Yeah. If you're going to be an atheist, one, you have to say there is no God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. Second thing is there's no supernatural existence of spirits or an afterlife, that this is it. 
that that we're part of a chain of existence. And when we die, we cease to exist. There's no real purpose. We're just part of a chain. Mm -hmm. So we just cease to exist. There's no supernatural power. There's no such thing as miracles. There's everything can be explained by process, science, numbers, biology. Everything can be explained by the material world. Which is very narcissistic and narrow-minded thinking. And well, would and, make sense here in America well, for us the, to believe he, that. But here's, here's the interesting thing. Um, and I just read something from a person who claimed to be very intelligent. Um, he said, when science talks about theories, it's as though they're talking about it as a law. Yeah. He's saying a theory is really a law. No, it's not. A theory is someone's belief of what it could be. A theory, if it could be proven, would no longer be a theory. It would become a law. Yeah. And God gave laws to govern the earth. So the law of gravity is not the same. And he was saying the law, that the theory of evolution had the same validity as the law of gravity. It, they're two different things. Um, I want, I, I, I'm, I, in fact, I'm like, maybe this person went through the educational system where they just removed history or changed history uh, to fit what they wanted it to be. You can't make a theory a law unless it can be proven. And so, like, the supernatural aspects of what we've seen in history, those, those can all be explained somehow. And so, like, if, if you believe in the Bible, the Red Sea or feeding 5,000 people or Jesus walking on water, that just is a myth. It never happened. It was make-believe it's fiction. Or it can be explained by science. That's what they would say. There is no such thing as a miracle. Interesting. So if you're an atheist, you do not believe in miracles. You do not believe in the supernatural. You don't believe in spirits. You don't believe any of those things can happen. The second thing, and this is really one of the paramount things. The is, third thing. Sorry, third thing is uh, there is only materialism. Mm -hmm. So I want you to think it's just material world. <laughs> That's it. Where we came essentially from a rock. Yeah. And a pool of ooh, goo, where we came out. And so um, everything is a material world, which, which you say, okay, well, how does that, what does that mean? That means, and, and it comes up later uh, in this as well, is that everything is predetermined, yielding determinism. So, so there is no right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You just, like, you, you didn't make a bad decision. You didn't make a good decision. You didn't get to make your decision you just did what you were instinctually supposed to do. So if you if you came from materialism, you don't have the ability to reason. You don't have the ability to cognitively make decisions in what you're doing. In fact, as an atheist, they take the position almost as though they don't exist. So um, there was a, one of the authors and. And, and, and all of a sudden, I forgot his name, uh, but a famous atheist had cancer, and the nurse kept saying, well, your body's trying to fight it off. You're trying to fight it off. Uh, you know, with your, your body's doing this, and it's trying to fight it off. We need to feed you. And he says, listen, I'm not trying to do anything. I am my body. 
What he is essentially saying is, where we believe I have a body and a soul, he's saying there is no soul. You don't have a mind, will, and emotions. It's all just body. You're just material. You're nothing more. So, so you're nothing more than what you do and you respond. Wow. So you have to believe you, yeah. you're not reasoning. You think you are. You don't have beliefs. You think you have beliefs, but you don't. You're just existing. Which is crazy to uh, to think about, but it makes sense by the way we live our life with that idea of thinking that it's all just material. What's the fourth one? Well, there's there's what well, one, and I think this is the big thing. There is no right and wrong. Yeah. If we're just material, and think about it, if you came from a rock, then there's no conscious consciousness or conscience that. So there's no right and wrong. So you shouldn't feel any guilt or shame, which the Lord says he takes our guilt and shame. But what they're saying is, if you want to kill someone, then that's just what you do. There's not right or wrong. If you want to steal, that's not right or wrong. If you want to, whatever you think is right, is right. Whatever you think is wrong, is wrong. All flowing out of the material world. So no bad, you, you don't make a bad decision. You're just responding to who you are. Um, there, there's, so there's no need to uh, like condemn uh, or to uh, condemn wrong or celebrate right uh, because it doesn't have any value. The, the next one is uh, life has no particular value. Hmm. There's no value to your life. You're, you, you literally become someone who just lived for nothing because there's no purpose for your existence. There's no purpose for your, you being here. Yourself is an illusion. Um, what does that mean? It just like that, that part that you think is you, I'm just, just be you. No, you're, you're, there's no you. There's no consciousness. There's no, there's no, you're just, you're just existing. And, and if you're feeling like, what's the purpose of all of this, then there is no purpose. Hmm. There's no purpose to all of this. There's no purpose to any of it. There's no ruling force. There's no divine uh, oversight. It's all a matter of you're born and then you die and you cease to exist. Um, the perception of a unified self is false. There's, there's no unified self. There's no reason or logical thought if you're uh, a, an, an atheist. And so as I'm saying this, for some of you may be getting lost uh, because you can't know anything really if you're an atheist. And what, what do I mean? If you came from the goo ooze and we created into a monkey, there... It's just material. You you cannot have a soul. You can't evolve into a soul. There there's no existence of that you that's in this body, but not the body that doesn't exist. You're just biology and chemistry. So literally, as an atheist, you don't exist. Interesting. It's, it's, 
it, it is the reality of where what you, that's what you have to take on if you're going to be an atheist. If mm-hmm. that's what you if you want to be an atheist, you want to say there is no God. And and if you don't believe that, if you say, well, I believe one that I'm reasoning, if you're an atheist, that's just a fallacy. That's just false. But if you're someone who says no says, no, I believe I have a consciousness. I believe that I have uh, the ability to think and to reason and to make decisions. I believe that society should be responsible for its decisions because yeah. as an atheist, there is no responsibility for the decisions. It's just nature. Yeah, It's all nature, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the enemy wants you to do, what Satan would want you to do, deceive people to think that that there is no responsibility for their actions that they that they they're not even making the decisions it's just the instinctual part of life mm-hmm. so as 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 a believer in god we believe that there is purpose for your life we believe that there is a creator who had a plan for your life that created you for days that he had laid out for you. Now, you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know, I'm not living for a God that is going to be a dictator and tell me how to live my life. And he didn't. He gave you free will. Yeah. As an atheist, you have no free will. You just, you're subservient to the material body that you're in. You you have no choice in the matter, whereas with God, you have a free will. God says, you can choose to ignore me, or you can choose to follow me. You can choose to deny me, or you can choose to serve me. God is a God that gives us free will to make the decision to actually serve him. So when people say, well, you're a slave to God, I, I laugh and, and, and thinking, do you even know what you believe as an atheist? Because at least we have a choice as a believer to become a, a servant of God. Mm-hmm. You don't have a choice if you believe atheism. You're a slave to your body and a slave to your... Like, we all serve something. When you say that, oh, you're a slave to uh, to God and I'm a free thinker, <laughs> you know, your your thoughts are meaningless and your life is meaningless. With your line of thinking, obviously, I don't think that just because we have different beliefs, but with your thought process and your thinking, why does it even matter? Because this is all just meaningless. It's meaningless. And But they would say, uh, I know that I've, I've heard the debate that it's, you know, well, it's not that I don't believe in anything or like, but it's, you know, like I don't have a soul, but my natural instincts uh, want to uh, better my species and the betterment Can't. of most people. Can't. Because you're material. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We we want to believe because what we're experiencing does not line up with the tenets of atheism. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go over the tenets of atheism. You can't. It's like um, the moment. It, for instance, here's another great example. If you go to the beach and your name is written in the sand, but you didn't put it there, do you believe it just evolved? Do you do you believe? that the detail it took to put your name in the sand just happened to evolve that way by the waters washing over it. No, you immediately believe that an intelligent uh, creator wrote your name in the sand. You don't even question it. You don't even stop and wonder if that was an intelligent person who put it in the sand. What you begin to wonder is who 
wrote my name in the sand? Interesting. When did they write it in the sand? The questions change. And I think what has happened is it you you really, in many ways, friend, you, you, in order to deny the existence of God, you have to ignore the incredible detail and design and fine-tuning of the world that people like Sir Isaac Newton, even Darwin himself, Hawkins had made a statement, and Stephen Hawkins made a statement in regards to this, where he says the incredible detail and precision and order of creation makes you believe that maybe there is something that that formed this. Um, it, it's it is the the odds that it would just happen are so remotely impossible that that could take place and yet there are people who choose to believe it that want to believe it and and it's it's not true science again and again shows that there has to be some form of a designer and i think that's where it begins you you have to first come to the point of one is there is there uh, a creator and i think you get to that point then at that point, you have to ask yourself, if there is a creator, then I need to find out who the creator is. What, what's his purpose? Why did he do all of this? Um, can he be known? Did he create a way to be known? Is there a way to, to know who this creator is? But if you consistently approach this as there is none and you don't acknowledge the, 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 the presence of one, you're never going to find him because you don't acknowledge his existence or even that he's there. It'd be like me pretending someone is not in my life. It, whether they're in my life or not, I'm, I just don't acknowledge that he's there. It doesn't matter how much proof I get. I'm just not going to admit that he's there. He's not going to reveal himself to you. In Hebrews, I was just reading, uh, you know, a lot of times in the people, you're watching this right now, we just went over the tenets of atheism, and we're and we're talking about beliefs and theology and ideology, and it's, uh, I, I was reading, and I, I've also had the same conversation to people that don't believe, and they're wondering why I do, uh, and they just say, well, you just have had an experience with God, and you know, that's good for you, but I just don't believe it, like, it, that's great you had one, but I just don't believe it. Uh, for you who are, who are saying that and you think that you need to see God in order to believe him one we just talk about we just talked about creation points to a creator the breath in your lungs and the thoughts in your head that even would allow you to be able to question who you are and why you're here would point to that uh, are the the beautiful creation that we see in Romans 1 it talks about that it's obvious to man that there's a creator, but we have worshipped the creation instead of the creator. In other words, we're, we're materialists and we've rejected God. And so we've been given over to our to that, that line of thinking. I was reading in Hebrews, and these people, the Israelites, uh, were God's chosen people. They walked with God, literally. That at night when they were uh, brought out of their slavery to Egypt, there would be a pillar of fire that they followed at night, and there was a cloud by day. Moses, their representative, would go up to the Mount Sinai and, and talk to God, and he gave them the law to abide by. They seen the Red Sea literally split in two. Uh, they'd seen the plagues uh, that happened to Egypt. 
uh, that ultimately released them from their bondage. They'd seen extraordinary things beyond human comprehension that were supernatural, meaning this wasn't happening unless there was an outside force enacting it. They had seen crazy things, and this force, uh, this outside force, also identified himself. That it wasn't something random. He revealed himself and who he was to these people. And you know what they did? They they worshipped a golden calf instead of this amazing uh, force because forty days was too long for them to wait on God. I don't think that it's because you. You don't see him that you don't believe. It's that the rebellion within us that we are sons uh, and daughters of, you know, uh, ever since the beginning, the, the enemy, the serpent, uh, and he's a natural liar and a murderer from the beginning. We have this tendency and this lineage to to want to rebel against God. And don't fool yourself into thinking, because uh, I think it's the biggest cop out and the biggest lie that we tell ourselves that because I don't see God and he hasn't drew, like, drew in the sky or have called me by name personally and I hadn't heard an audible voice, that that's the reason why I can't believe. Did you know that these people that worshiped a golden calf, that in God's anger it says that he'd made an oath, oath that they'll never enter uh, his rest, uh, the promised land that was promised to the people because of their unbelief? That it didn't mention the sin. It was because of their unbelief. Don't harden your heart uh, against God and close yourself off to this this really narrow-minded thinking of atheism because you're really closing yourself off uh, to something so far beyond yourself. Like you are not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, you you know, when Jesus said... um Jesus makes this statement. He says, when you see me, you see God, mm-hmm. right? So uh, he's saying, I came, God came in the flesh, and now I'm here. I'm God in the flesh. Do you believe? When Peter, Peter, he goes, Peter, who do you say that I am? And he said, you're the son of the living God. And he says, do you believe? And he says, you did not know that, but it was revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. So Jesus claimed to be the creator in the flesh. He said, I came so that you know the creator existed because even though you have creation, you still don't believe I've come in the flesh to say there is a God. He exists. There's an afterlife. There's supernatural. I've shown you the miracles. I've done things that could never be explained by science. Okay? He reveals it. Today, 2,000 years later, we bring up Jesus. There were witnesses of him. There were people who heard them. This wasn't even written by Jesus. Jesus was, it was recorded about Jesus and what he had said and done, right? We bring up and say, there is a man. This is what he claimed happened. This is what he did. These are the things he did. And there are people who will doubt that he even existed, but they will not doubt that Genghis Khan existed. They say, well, yeah, it's in the Bible, though. Well, what? then what are you suggesting about the Bible? Well, the Bible's just a history book. It's just history. Then why are you afraid of the Bible? And why are you denying the history in the Bible? Mm-hmm. If it's just a history book, why are you denying it? You don't doubt what they say about Genghis Khan. You don't doubt what they're saying about Napoleon. Written Books written by men 
recorded by witnesses, Napoleon did not write his historical narrative. People who had been around Napoleon wrote the historical narrative. People who experienced Genghis Khan, people who had been around those people and lived during that time, recorded the history of it and, and put in it. You're not doubting what they did or said or what was recorded. So to even to, to, to hear what the, to discount the Bible and the historical reference of what Jesus said in the Bible and did is disingenuous. Uh, because it's the only book you do that with. You're not doing that with all the other books that they're doing with as well. Mm -hmm. That's the the thing that we have to look at. Uh, when you're, you know, the, the title of the podcast is Experience the Truth. We believe that it's always going to come back to Jesus, that the truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. He was claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. People wrote about him, some raised from the dead, and there was over 500 people that saw him. You can take that or leave it, but don't say because you don't you, you don't see it today that you don't believe it because that's being intellectually dishonest with yourself. Reject them or accept them, uh, but don't fool yourself into this thinking. Atheism, I, I heard it said that uh, in closing up that atheism is the f most foolish thing that we have that that's that's entered into the human like brain that this line of thinking then culture and how it's become so popular is one of the most foolish and narcissistic thinking and he said we have to stop respecting it and holding it on the pedestal as it is for scholar like you're a scholar if you're an atheist or you're just this refined thinker we've made it like that but in reality you are so narrow-minded for even being able to entertain that thought uh, that there is something so much bigger beyond ourselves, and we we understand that we can't we can't trust ourselves. Our our human body is fails us constantly, but yet we think that our limited knowledge and our our finite existence here on this planet, we've got it all solved. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you know how you say um, or when you you hear people say that all the time. If you believe in God, you must not be a deep thinker. Yeah, you must not because they call it they call it when you can't explain things. They the the the, the statement that is used is it's the God of the gaps. Mm -hmm. So when you have a gap and you can't explain it, right, rather than trying to figure it out, you you just you say, say God's God. the answer. It's the God of the gaps, right? Mm -hmm. And I think. That's the mindset that you hear all the time from people who claim to be intelligent. They'll say, we now know, when they don't have any proof. In fact, there is no science of creation. There is no science of the or origins of life. And, and I want to be very clear to anyone listening. If you think that you understand creation based on science, you have been deceived because science is about observing and verifying uh, something that can be experienced. Yeah. There is no law of creation, uh, according to the atheist, how they see it. There are no laws in place because science cannot observe creation. It's already passed. There's no science that was done and how science can only describe how things work. And, and there's a Netflix, my, my daughter was telling me about a Netflix um, show that's out of a dinosaur, and they said there's this dinosaur that was swimming in the water, and they now know that this dinosaur ate rocks. 
and this is why they ate rocks. It helped them to digest food or whatever it was. And she's explaining, they found a fossil with rocks by it. And they assumed that rocks, that this thing, this fossil had rocks in its body. No, and they assumed all these dinosaurs all ate rocks. They found a fossil record with rocks there and just assumed that was the case. And, and then make the statement, the fictional narrative we just created, we now know is true. Well, how do you now know that? You, do, you don't now know that. You can't know that's true in studying fossils. Um, you, you don't even know if the dinosaur just fell on those rocks. And then it appeared that there is no verification of that of any kind. And so don't fall to the deception of so many people that are saying that if it's a theory, it's like law. Mm -hmm. It's not a law. Sci there is no science of creation. Yeah. It's studying, it's thinking about it, and, and I encourage people to do that because many of the discoveries that have been made have just supported the truth that there is a creator. But don't fall for this trap and don't believe that when you get sit in a college classroom that just because they have a PhD means that they're more intelligent and they're because a lot of them have just learned when when you're teaching if I teach you a lie and then you teach your kid a lie and you teach your kid um, that it at some point they think well isn't it true because that's what I was taught that doesn't mean it's true you know it's like the grand it's like the 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 daughter who was sitting with her mom cooking and uh, the mom cut both ends of the roast off and put it in the pan and the daughter goes, Mom, why do you cut the ends of the roast off? And she says, I don't know. That's just the way we always did it. She goes, let me call my your, your grandma. So she called her grandma, and she goes, Mom, I just cut the roast, two ends of the roast off. And my and you know little Maggie here asked why I did that. Do you know why we did it? And her mom goes, I don't know. That's the way my mom almost always did it, so I just always did it. And it just so happened that her mom was alive, so she called great-grandma, and great-grandma goes, oh, she started laughing. The only reason I did that was because the roast never fit in the pan, so I had to cut both ends <laughs> off in order to get to fit in the pan. The, the, the reality is, is just because that's something that they told you doesn't mean it's proven. And, and I think you have to stop assuming that even in the theories that have been formed, Theory upon theory upon theory. So unproven theory upon unproven theory upon unproven theory upon unproven theory creates a belief system. I mean, does that really make sense? Do you really believe you have no consciousness? Do you really believe you have no ability to reason? Do you really believe that when your husband watches pornography or cheats on you, that that's not a... You can't hold them accountable to it because there's no ability to reason. There's no ability to make a decision. He's just being a man. When when uh, your wife overspends on something and constantly, why, what are you getting worked up about? That's just who she is as a biological being. She can't make a decision to change that. We can't change. We are just who we are. If you're an atheist, that's the tenets of what you believe that you do not have the ability to change because the image of God, which is what creation says, that you were created in the image of God, which would suggest that the ability to reason, the, the intelligence to even have this argument in the first place proves 
the image of God. The, the reality that there are atheist authors out there who want to debate there is no God proves that there is a God. Because biology and chemistry and physics cannot argue the facts. They just are. They just are. The sun rises in the morning and goes down at sunset. The, 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 the biology just happens as it happens. Evolution just evolves as it evolves. Survival of the fittest, the strongest survives, the weak don't. It just happens as it, there's no ability to reason or to think or to mentally imp grow or improve. So it, it's, it, it really is a place where what you're saying is, is true, Alex. You, you you can't you can't even argue the point and say that there is no god the you know we're going to cover this a lot uh we're you know if for those of you who maybe stumbled up uh, across this podcast either from tiktok instagram facebook uh, or have just found us on youtube uh, we are a ministry uh, from Bethel's Rock. We work at Bethel's Rock. This is the lead pastor, and I'm the online pastor. Uh, and we have a series coming up on creation called In the Beginning, where we really talk about the issue of, is there a God? Uh, how did we get here? The issue uh, of sin and human nature and the fall, and really uh, going back to the beginning with a biblical perspective on why things are the way they are. Uh, so I would encourage you uh, to really stay tuned as we dig into that series, uh, and you know maybe that this would that would be beneficial for you in your faith walk. Share with friends uh, because it's really going to be fun to be able to discuss. But other than that, if you're watching uh, on YouTube or or Spotify and you're listening, uh, we also have content that we post on our Instagram. If you just look up Experience the Truth podcast uh tiktok is experience the truth pod uh i have to update that that username to, to cast at the end uh next month because you only get a certain amount of uh tries but we're going to be we post constant content and clips uh, on our channels and also the reason why we do this again is not to be talking heads but we want to answer questions so if you have a question you can contact me at pastor alex at bethel's rock dot org uh, we will also have related videos up here uh, that you can click here at the end uh, and watch some of our other podcasts that we have published. We talk about a variety of things. So no question is a stupid question. Feel free to ask. We love you guys. Uh, and we will see you next week.